You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, thank you for listening in to the end of the show. I always look forward to this every week, and hopefully my voice will hold out. Uh, I've been fighting allergies in East Texas this time of year. They're bad, but especially this year because we have so much moisture, which we're not complaining about. We needed it because uh, the Dallas area, which we're not far from Dallas, was under a drought for uh, almost a year. And where our lakes are being refilled and, and the gardens are doing well, but the pollen is doing extremely well. And uh, I go out in the morning and my cars are covered in, in green stuff. So I've been fighting off allergies for a month. And uh, at least I can talk today. Monday I was supposed to do a, a show that I do every Monday morning, and I had no voice. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even speak. But uh, we're doing okay here in East Texas. We're hanging in there. And we're planning, and we're getting ready for a long, hot summer, which is usual. But it's not going to be as hot here as it has been in Baltimore, or I'm afraid it may be in some other American cities before long, when you have an administration that is actively pushing for riots, for protests, as they call them, that turn into riots, and blaming what's happening on the police, blaming it on the Republican Party, well, that's interesting. And Obama comes out at his press conference and says that the reason things aren't better in Baltimore, why poverty hadn't been resolved, is because money is not being spent on programs for the inner city, for the poor. And the fault, the reason for that is the Republican Party in Congress won't let the money be spent. Now, let me remind, remind people of something. Obama was elected president in 2008. For two years... He had control of the House and the Senate. The Democrats were in control. They passed all kinds of stuff. A lot of it, like Obamacare, in the middle of the night, so nobody could read it and know what was in it. They passed that stimulus package, $831 billion, which produced almost no jobs. What it did was bail out the automobile industry and bailed out some banks and gave money to solar companies that ultimately failed and gave money to people who had contributed to Obama's campaign for their businesses. He had the opportunity to do all this stuff that he says should be done. He didn't do anything. I don't know if the black people in this country or everyone realize that things have gotten worse for them under Obama, that the plantation mentality of the federal government has gotten worse. The liberals in this country do not want the black population to get good educations. They do not want them to get good jobs. They do not want them to move into the middle class. Because when that happens, there's a possibility that suddenly they're going to realize how they've been duped all these years, and they're going to stop voting for Democratic candidates. Right now, the black population in this country is being assaulted by the fact that Obama is in the process of legalizing 9 million illegal immigrants. These are people that have come from other countries into this country illegally. They have broken our laws. So there's a clear indication they will continue to break our laws if given the opportunity. They are getting free health care 
free housing, free food, free education. That includes in our, our higher education facilities. They're getting in-state tuition, even though American citizens from other states can't get in-state tuition in states where they don't live. But people who come here illegally can. And they're taking American jobs. They're getting Social Security numbers. Some of them are going to pay taxes. Some of them are not. Some of them are using those Social Security numbers to get credits and get money from the government, even more than they're already getting. All of this is destroying and further damaging the black community. We had a independent investigation done by the federal government, which essentially shows this is happening, that the influx of illegals is hurting the black community more than any place else. <clears throat> Yet they continue to march in lockstep with Obama. The reason, the primary reason, these nine million people are being declared legal, legal essentially by the Obama administration, in violation, by the way, of the Constitution and federal law. Because the Constitution gives the exclusive right to the Congress of the United States to establish naturalization and immigration law in this country. The president has no right under the Constitution to do anything to interfere with that law. All he can do is enforce that law. Yet Obama has, by executive order, has ordered the laws not be enforced, has ordered the laws be changed, and 9 million people are now on the fast track to being citizens in this country. In fact, the Department of Homeland Security, and remember, folks, we got ISIS out there. We've got al-Qaeda out there. They are on our southern border. They have cells inside the United States. Department of Homeland Security is supposed to keep us safe. Yet the Department of Homeland Security has taken much of its budget and much of its resources and been using them to fast-track the illegals to get them made citizens and get them registered to vote before the 2016 election. That's what this is all about. If you're black and you're an American, you belong to the, all of American citizens. You're a second-class person. Your citizenship doesn't give you favor with Obama. It makes you a target of Obama. He wants to get more people of the rolls. He wants to elect more Democrats. He wants to have the liberals back in control of the entire government so they can continue with their failed policies. And that's what's happened in Baltimore. Look at the cities where there have been riots. Look at the cities where the poorest group of people are. It's places like Baltimore, St. Louis, Missouri, New Orleans, Louisiana, and I love New Orleans. I was raised partly in New Orleans. I went to elementary school in New Orleans. I went to middle school in New Orleans and ultimately came back and graduated from high school in New Orleans. I love that city. But I saw the mentality, the entitlement mentality that the Democrats who had been in control of that city for years, the way they kept getting elected was they put people on welfare, they gave them free housing, they encouraged them not to work. Of course, a lot of, a lot of them unfortunately supplemented their income by doing drug deals, other things on the street. But 
when Katrina hit, you had a Democratic governor of Louisiana and Democratic mayor of New Orleans who basically didn't know what to do, didn't do anything. A lot of people died. Homes were destroyed. And New Orleans has never really been totally rebuilt. But the entitlement philosophy, the entitlement way of life is back. That's what we have in Baltimore. In Baltimore, there have been some efforts made in some of the poor areas of town. But in general, the situation in Baltimore has not improved that much. And it's not a matter of tension between the police and the community. Yeah, there is tension. But the tension has been brought out a lot by the people there who commit crimes. And it's black-on-black crimes. That's something your liberals don't want to talk about. In Baltimore, 90% of the murders that occur in Baltimore, the victims are black. And in those cases, 90% of the murderers are also black. And when the police come in and try to investigate them, they get stonewalled. Yet we have this absolutely horrid reaction to Whole Foods in Baltimore, posting on its website a picture of Whole Foods bringing sandwiches to members of the National Guard who are trying to keep the city safe. And the liberals go nuts. How dare they, you know, I saw some of the post. It's like, how dare they give food to the oppressors? The National Guard aren't the oppressors. They're members of the community. They're trying to keep the community safe, to protect the businesses that the mayor refused to protect on the first night. Yet the outcry is such that Whole Foods has pulled the pictures down from his website. Another foe said, why are, you know, they feeding the National Guard when school children today are going hungry because they're not getting their free lunches in school because school is not in session? Well, how did the National Guard contribute to school not being in session? They didn't. School was not in session yesterday because of the fact that school children had been part of the rioters who had spent their time looting stores in their own community. I mean, this wasn't occurring with with blacks leaving their community in West Baltimore and going out to white suburbs. They were burning down stores where their families worked, where their neighbors worked, where their friends worked, who were now out of work. They were looting these stores. They were burning them to the ground. So the reason school was canceled was because of what they were doing not because of anything the National Guard was doing. But, of course, we have the scenario of the CNN anchor, Brooke Baldwin, who yesterday, while interviewing Elijah Cummings, who is a ultra-liberal black representative, say, U.S. representative from Baltimore area, she makes the assertion that the riots are not being caused by a criminal element, that the riots are not being caused by people who are wanting to loot, that the riots are being caused by the veterans, 
veterans of the U.S. military, because they come back from overseas as damaged goods, is the way she put it, and they're they're made allowed to join the police force, and they're the ones that are causing the riots. I don't have to tell you how infuriated that made me when I heard that. But that's the liberal philosophy. Now, I'll give her credit. Brooke Baldwin came out today and, and gave what appeared to be a heartfelt apology uh, for saying what she said and saying that she didn't mean it, it was not true, and she at least had the courage to do that. But it doesn't change the basic liberal philosophy. And that is that people somehow have a right to riot, to loot, simply because of their race. If you're black and your ancestors were slaves, or even if they weren't slaves, that gives you an absolute right to break the law. You also have an absolute right to break the law if you decide you want to come to the United States from another country, such as Mexico or Guatemala or Honduras or Yemen or Saudi Arabia or Iran. If you want to come in illegally, that's fine. Nothing's going to happen to you. The mayor of Baltimore comes out the other day and says that she wants to make sure that the police give, give space to the protesters that want to destroy things. And that's what she did on the first night. There are the police standing there on street corners watching looters going to stores right down the street, watching fires being set right in front of them. They're not being allowed to move forward. They're not being allowed to be aggressive. They're getting pelted by rocks and bottles. They're now not allowed to strike back. What was needed at that moment was aggression. Now let's take our first break. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. 
You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Something else that needs to be pointed out here is that 63% of the population of the city of Baltimore is black. The majority of the members of the police force are black. Virtually all of your elected officials are black. Your mayor, your members of the city council, your judges, your district attorney, they're all black. Yet, somehow, their administration blames all of this on white Republicans in Congress. Because that's what Obama said. That's what he came out. And this convoluted uh, 14-minute answer he gave at a press conference the other day to the Prime Minister of Japan, where he basically said that, you know, it was unfortunate what was happening in Baltimore. It was unfortunate there was looting and rioting. And, that you know, that is the thought he described them as thugs and criminals. But then he goes on to say that it's all the fault of the Republicans. It's all the fault of not spending enough money on the city of Baltimore and on other cities. It's all the fault of in, in eight ra- racism in this country. I mean, Obama just can't help himself. He's got to play the race card. Anytime you criticize Obama... Anytime you criticize his administration, he and his liberal friends in the news media attack you for being racist. The fact of the matter is, is that the Democrats and the black population are in control of the city. Yet, when riots happen, when lawlessness happens, it suddenly becomes the fault of military veterans, the fault of the Republicans in Congress, I mean, we had the mayor of Baltimore order the police to stand down on the first major night of the rioting. To stand down and let, what she said, give them space to destroy. Let them burn down businesses where their friends and neighbors are employed. Even family members may be employed. Let them burn down. Let them loot them. And we have the head of the city council come out the night, well, come out that night and say that these were criminals and they were thugs. And then the next day, have a press conference where he stands with there with the Bloods and the Crips, two very violent street gangs nationwide, very strong in Baltimore, who kill each other and, and kill innocent people. He stands with them at a press conference and he apologizes for calling the people doing this thugs and says they're just misdirected youth. How's that for political correctness? Misdirected youth. You're burning down your own neighborhood. You're attacking police officers. You're setting cars on fire. But you're not a thug. You're not a criminal. You're just a misdirected youth. Okay, well, who misdirected them? Well, it's obviously not the Republican Party, not the House of Republicans, the House of Representatives in Washington. They don't control the city of Baltimore. They don't control the school system there. They don't control the education system. It's the liberal Democrats and their policy of continuing to keep blacks on the plantation, their plantation mentality. 
They're telling black people that you are too stupid to be allowed to get an education, to be allowed to handle your own financial affairs, to be allowed to have a good-paying job. You're too stupid for that, so we're going to take care of you. We're going to keep you on the plantation. We're going to continue the slave mentality, and you're going to be beholden to us. You are going to have to continue to vote for us, and to go out and work in campaigns for us, and we will continue to take care of you. I've been waiting for years for people to wake up, but they don't seem to be doing it. In fact, it seems to be getting worse. Because the same mentality is being given to the illegals in this country, saying, we're going to take care of you, we're going to take care of your, your needs, all you have to do is continue to be stupid and not realize you're not going to have any freedoms under our, our system. But continue to prepare yourself to vote for the Democrats and the liberals. That's all you have to do. As a slave, you don't have to go out and work in the fields. You don't have to work at all. All you got to do is whatever the Democrats liberal Democrats tell you to do. Sounds like a plantation mentality to me, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just going to continue to get worse. Where, where is our, our, by the way, our presidential candidate that's supposed to be coronated to be the next president of the United States? Where's Hillary on all this? Basically parroting the same philosophy. That more money needs to be spent by the federal government on inner cities. It's not a responsibility of cities to take care of themselves, unless, of course, it's a city where the conservatives or Republicans control it. Now, it's the responsibility of the, uh, the Congress, the federal government, to take care of the people in these cities. And also, she says, that the entire justice system in this country needs to be reworked. What does that mean? Well, in liberal doublespeak, that means that the justice system needs to be perverted to favor the criminals, punish the victims, silence the victims, to allow people to be released from prison that belong in prison. I mean, we got Obama right now, by executive order, has released thousands and thousands of illegals in this country who were convicted of crimes and who, once they served their time, were supposed to be sent back to their country of origin, supposed to be deported. They're not getting deported. They're being turned loose on our streets. In addition, he and Eric Holder, before Eric Holder left as Attorney General, ordered that thousands of people in federal prison there for drug charges had their sentences commuted and were put back out on the streets. Now, some of these illegals who have been allowed to stay in this country despite being involved in crimes are committing more crimes. That includes murders. That includes rapes. That includes pedophilia, child abuse, child molestation. All under the watchful eye of our federal government, which wants this to happen. They want chaos in this country. They want to bring this country down to its knees. 
ladies and gentlemen, they're making some pretty good progress at it. And, of course, they got the help of the national news media, idiots like Brooke Baldwin, and people like Al Sharpton, MSNBC, which is nothing more than a propaganda organ for the Obama administration, as is NBC, the parent company itself. So Hillary comes out and says, we need to change, fundamentally change, the justice system in this country. She also came out, by the way, and had said that we have to change the religious beliefs in this country. Now, there's something out there called the First Amendment, and it doesn't contain the words separation of church and state. If you were taught that in school, you were lied to, and I know it is being taught in school. I had two PhDs right after my book that came out, a book called Our Constitution, where I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution and put it in there the way they were originally written. I had two PhDs tell me that they were not aware until they read the booklet that the phrase separation of church and state was not in the Constitution. It, in fact, originated in a letter written by Thomas Jefferson when he was president, and a religious group asked him to intervene in an internal dispute they were having and actually be the mediator. And he told them that that was not proper, that the Establishment Clause of the Constitution required separation of church and state to the extent that the federal government could not interfere in what the churches were doing and could not establish or help solve disputes within a church. That's what Hillary's ignoring, the Establishment Clause. It says that the federal government shall not establish a religion and should not interfere in the free exercise of religion. Yet Hillary Clinton stood up the other day and said that we have to, we mean her and the, the liberals, have to fundamentally change religion in this country. So that if you believe in your religion, in traditional marriage, you are going to be told, and people are being told, people are being told you have no right to that belief, you have to do what we tell you. People are being told if you don't believe in a gay marriage, you can lose your freedom of speech, you can lose your business. The gay Gestapo out there is going after anybody who opposes them. Ladies and gentlemen, I favor traditional marriage. I believe that's what was intended by God. I've got nothing particularly against gays. If they want that lifestyle, that's up to them. But don't tell me I have to accept it, or I have to accept gay marriage, or I have to give up my religious beliefs. And if you want to come after me, come after me. I am not going to cave in and fold under pressure. I'm not going to cave in and fold under pressure from the gay community or from the Muslim community because my criticism of Sharia law. I'm not going to cave in to Obama. I'm not going to turn in any guns I might have. I'm not going to stop supporting the Second Amendment. I'm not going to stop supporting the right to life. I believe abortion is murder. I always have had that belief. I continue to have that belief. And the federal government is not going to shut me down. 
that is part of my freedom of religion under the Constitution of the United States, under the First Amendment to the Constitution. Let's take our second break now. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of being hammered for exercising my freedoms under the Constitution. And, you know, it's getting to the point where people are getting ready to lock and load and take to the streets or the hills, if necessary, and fight for our, our freedoms. Because they're taking away our freedoms at an alarming rate. Don't tell me I don't have a right to own a firearm. The Second Amendment of the Constitution says that that right shall not be infringed upon. What part of that don't you understand? Don't tell me I can not support traditional marriage. Don't tell, tell me I cannot support the right to life. Don't tell me that I can't criticize the President of the United States, although I don't really consider him President of the United States anymore. He considers himself emperor of the world. Don't tell me I can't criticize him, because if I do, I'm racist. And don't tell, tell me that I cannot criticize the Muslim religion, the so-called religion of peace, which has its jihadists going out all over the world and slaughtering Christians and slaughtering anybody, including other Muslims, who does not follow their strict interpretation of Sharia law. Don't tell me I cannot criticize them, because I'm going to continue to do it. And I'm going to continue to do it until they come and try to shut me up. And even then, they better come well-armed, because I'm fed up. I am fed up with it. I think other people are becoming fed up, even some of our children who are being brainwashed in our schools are getting fed up. It's reported in Louisiana in the last few days. There's a a school called Ridgewood Middle School. And on the marquee outside, uh, there's a line that's always been there saying, in God we trust. 
And then underneath, they would put up the announcements of what was going on at the school. Well, the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, is what they call themselves. They are, in fact, the American Gestapo. Uh, they come forward, and they threaten to sue the school district if they don't take that down. So the school district complies. Well, the students rise up, and they get T-shirts made, and they hand out T-shirts to virtually every kid in the school, and they wear them to school defending their freedom of religion. Now think about this. The phrase, in God we trust, is on our money. It's on our coins. It's on our bills. It always has been. Yet, all of a sudden, they can't display it in schools. They can't even use it in schools. Not long ago, we were involved in a situation where, I'm talking about we at the United States Justice Foundation, in a situation where at the National Cemeteries for veterans, military veterans, people were being told that they could not hand out cards to the families of veterans being buried there that said, God bless you. That any prayers that were said by any ministers had to be approved by the head of the cemetery. This was occurring in Houston. And the Liberty Institute filed a suit and won. We were involved in, in getting information from Freedom of Information Act request so we could join that suit if necessary. But the federal government caved. But you have the phrase, in God, we, you know, in God we trust, on our money, yet our children are not going to be allowed to have that on the marquee at school. Well, the school has put it back up. And we're prepared to go over there, if necessary, and defend them. The United States Justice Foundation was willing to defend the school if and when they are sued. And we'll do it at no cost to them. We will defend the Constitution. And we will continue to defend it. The little book that I put out, Our Constitution, it continues to sell extremely well. I just sent out 150 copies uh, last week to people who are distributing those to the school children at a private school in Missouri. I had uh, the Rotary Club in South Texas a couple of years ago order 500 copies for distribution to incoming juniors in six school districts in South Texas. So people are buying this booklet to hand out the children who are not being taught about the Constitution. They're not being taught about the meaning of the Constitution. They're not even being taught that the, there is a preamble to the Bill of Rights, which basically says, and that preamble is in the book, and you will find it in most textbooks. I'm not talking about the preamble of the Constitution itself. That's the one that, if you're my age, you had to memorize when you were in school. I'm talking about a preamble to the Bill of Rights, which essentially is a warning to the federal government, saying that these rights enumerated herein, these first ten amendments, are not rights given to us by the government. But let's face it, folks, if you acknowledge that these are rights given to us by the government, then you're acknowledging that the government can take those rights away. But the preamble says these are rights given to us by God, and therefore you can't mess with them. Yet every day, that's what the feds are doing. That's what states are doing. That's what local governments are doing. They're trying to take away our God-given rights. If you want to order copies of the booklet, 
You can order it through my blog and website at www.michaelconnelly.com. It's $6 a piece. That includes shipping. And it's a 77-page booklet. It's pocket size. You can carry it in your pockets. You can carry it in... Uh, women can carry it in their, their pocketbooks, their bags. People are carrying this thing around. And they're pulling it out when they have a friend who says something about the Constitution that's not true. People are using this booklet to educate themselves and educate other people. And that's what's not been going on. Now, if you go to the website, and by the way, you can also order it through uh, my personal nonprofit corporation that I work with, and that's www.constitution.jigsy.com. And you can find lists of very good discounts for multiple orders. If you are ordering to distribute to a school, contact me through my email at michael at USJF mail. That's michael at USJF mail, United States Justice Foundation, usjfmail.net. And let me know, because we'll work with you uh, to give you copies of the booklet at almost cost if you're ordering large numbers to be distributed to school. I'm entitled to royalties on the booklet because I wrote the booklet and I prepared it, but I'm not taking any of that. Every penny that comes in on that booklet is over roll, rolled over into the corporation, into the constitutional law lines so that we can subsidize schools. We can subsidize groups that are buying the booklets to give out to schools. And we can continue to print more booklets so we can continue to do that. So go to that website or go to the website michaelconnelly.jigsy.com and take a look at the booklet. Take a look at some information about it. And by the way, you can also look at the, the books that I have written including my patriotic novel, which the left absolutely hates. It's called Amigale, the Story of America. They have attacked it on Amazon. They're going nuts. They hate it so much. And then I've got the book about my dad's unit during World War II, uh, The Mortarman, which continues to be a very one of the top sellers on Amazon as an e-book. And uh, we're selling about 700 copies a month of that, that right now. Because it, it tells the story of my dad's unit, the 87th Chemical Mortar Battalion. They fired the big 4.2 mortars. They landed on the second wave of Utah Beach, the invasion of Normandy, on D-Day. They were in combat for 326 straight days. Battle of the Bulge, Hurricane Forest. They liberated the death camp at Nordhausen. They were in the thick of the war. And this is their stories story of the unit, the stories of individuals in the unit who told their stories to me, who none of who professed to be heroes. You refer to them as a hero, even if they'd won the Bronze Star or the Silver Star or both. I'd sit there and refer to them as heroes, and they would say, no, I'm not a hero. My buddy's a hero. The guy who fought next to me is a hero. The friend of mine who died in combat, he's a hero. I'm not a hero. They're all heroes. Now, along with other veterans, they are being attacked by the very government 
but they defended. They're being attacked repeatedly. We've, we've talked often on this show about what's happening to veterans. How veterans are receiving letters from the VA telling them that because of their mental or physical disabilities, they're going to be declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs. Then they're told that once they have been declared incompetent, they will no longer be able to own, possess, transport, or purchase firearms or ammunition if they do their guilty of a felony. They're getting no due process here. The burden of proof is on them. They have 60 days. If the letter comes to the VA, if it comes to one of the independent contractors, they have 60 days to... What's the basis for incompetence? Totally, you know, the whole program was designed to appoint a fiduciary to help the veteran handle their financial affairs if they were suffering from dementia or if there was some physical or mental reason that they could not pay their own bills. Now veterans are being declared incompetent because they have minor PTSD, because they may have at some time been depressed over the loss of a buddy in combat, or for some other reason they are being declared incompetent because they let their spouses pay the family bills. They're being declared incompetent. Now I've got one here in Texas that I'm representing. Uh, you know, I've seen the letters from the VA. He's been declared incompetent because he let his wife talk him into having the automatically out of their checking account. Excuse me. That's the reason the man was declared incompetent. And his Second Amendment rights have been taken away. He's been put on the NICS list, the National Instant Criminal Background Checklist, where all the veterans are being put, they're declared incompetent. Now, the criteria for being on that list, and this is the criteria they're using to put the veterans on, is to be mentally defective, to be adjudicated, to be mentally defective to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. There's no adjudication process here. There's no indication these veterans are being themselves or others. Senator Charles Grassley has started a Senate investigation of this. We have supplied, we supplied them with some information that we received through a Freedom of Information Act request. According to the information he's gotten, of the people who were on the NICS list for being mentally ill to the point of being endangered themselves or others, 99.3% are veterans. According to the FBI memorandum, which we've got a copy of, an FBI VA memorandum, joint memorandum, basically the VA turns over the name to the FBI, says this, this is a veteran who needs to go on the next list. The FBI puts them on the list. No investigation, no real independent look at this guy, no adjudication, no constitutional rights. We'll talk about this after our final break. United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. 
Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Imagine that. 99.3% of the people on the NICS list that cannot legally purchase firearms in this country that are on the list supposedly for being mentally ill to the point of being a danger to themselves or others, 99.3% of them are veterans. Now, I broke this story a couple of years ago with an article on my blog called Disarming America's Heroes. And the story was picked up a lot nationally. Not as much, though, as it has been the last couple of days. A Daily Caller recently ran an article on this. Uh, They contacted me. I gave them some information. They uh, gave them the names of some of the veterans that we represent, the United States Justice Foundation, and they contacted them, and they quoted them. But these are people who have been declared incompetent, who have been put on the next list, who have received no adjudication, no Fifth Amendment rights, no due process, all strictly because they're veterans. So the philosophy is clear by the federal government, by the Obama administration, and that is that there are 23 million veterans in this country. We all took the oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We believe in that oath. Many of us are armed. By the way, veterans who go to the VA, regardless of the reason they go, are now being asked the question, do you own a firearm? They're being told if they refuse to answer, they can lose their benefits or they won't be treated. Now, if you're on Medicare and you go to a doctor, you're liable to be asked the same question because the federal government is ordering doctors to ask Medicare patients if you own a firearm. How long is it going to be before you start getting put on the next list? Before they start declaring you incompetent? It's coming, folks. You don't have to be a veteran anymore. But the veterans are the primary target at this point. Because we're a danger to anybody that wants to set themselves up as a dictator. And we have no question about it. We have a dictator in the White House. 
He does not believe in the Constitution. He does not believe in this country. He is right now working with our enemies to undermine this country, to put us in a position of being vulnerable to attack by his friends in the Muslim communities. It's coming into our country through a wide open southern border. Al Qaeda is coming into our country through a wide open southern border. We're cutting a deal where billions of dollars in Iranians get a promise from them that won't build a nuclear weapon right away. That's it. Michael, um, this is David. You're breaking up terribly. Really? Now you're back okay. But the last few comments, uh, I'm sorry I, I had to interrupt you. but uh, We're being set up right now by the man in the White House and by the far left and by the liberal news media. We're being set up to lose our freedoms. So again, prepare to fight. That's what the veterans are preparing. Many of us are preparing to fight if necessary. I mean, we we signed that blank check. We signed a blank check to our country and the people of our country, saying that we are willing to give everything, up to and including our very lives, to defend this country, to defend our Constitution. We believe in that oath. We believe in our country. And we are under attack by our own government. Now, there's a bill right now in Congress that is designed to try to protect the veterans, to keep this from happening to them. But that that same bill was introduced twice before the Republicans took control of the Senate and was only defeated by the Democrats. And Obama, Obama opposes it. And Obama will obviously veto it if it's passed. Now, the bill that's there right now, we're not happy with it. And some other attorneys we're working with with other veterans groups are not happy with it either. But if we get one that we can be happy with, you're going to need to call your representative and your senator and get them to vote for it. And if and when it passes and Obama vetoes it, to call them up and say, we have had enough, our veterans deserve better, Regardless of whether you're a Republican or Democrat, you have to vote to override this veto. And veterans out there need to let them know that if they do not, there will be an uprising of veterans in the 2016 election. They will try to vote every one of them out of office. I guess you can tell that I'm frustrated today. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with what I see happening in my country. I'm fed up with the apologists for the people that are destroying my country. And I'm not going to take much more of it. There are a lot of people out there who are not going to take much more of it. We need to do what we need to do to take back our country. The United States Justice Foundation, we're trying to do that in the courts. And we're being successful at it in some areas. Uh, We recently won a big case 
on the Fourth Amendment, protecting the Fourth Amendment. Uh, the courts have been going away from the requirement of the Fourth Amendment that there had to be probable cause for a search of your home, your car, and it also had to usually be a warrant. And the courts had gotten away from that, saying, no, okay, it was okay, the police just, just had a reason to think that you might, they might need to search your property. We got involved filing a friendly court brief in the United States Supreme Court in support of a defendant who was appealing from having that happening to him. And we were the only ones who really filed a brief to support him, and we won the case. So we are getting victories. We were also involved in the Hobby Lobby case, filing an amicus brief there from the court brief. And that was a victory. We have filed briefs in the case right now before the Supreme Court on traditional marriage. We are representing our veterans around the country. We are representing them on an individual basis, and if you're a veteran out there and you've had this happen to you, let us know what stage you're in, and we will help you prepare paperwork to appeal. All this will be done for free. You will not be charged a penny. Your family will not be charged a penny. And eventually we hope to raise the money. So we raise the money to file Freedom of Information Act suits, and we got more requests out there right now. We've been successful with the suit we filed. And we're trying to raise the money right now because we're spending a lot of money representing these individual veterans, but we want to do a class action suit. If you're out there and you're willing to contribute to us to do that, you don't want to know more about it. Contact me at michael at usjfmail.net, and I'll be glad to meet with you, to meet with a group of people that you want me to meet with, to come speak at your organization, whatever you need to get you and other people out there to help us. Because we don't charge these veterans anything. We're a small organization. We don't spend a lot of money on overhead. We put our money into paying the attorneys that work for us and spending money on court costs and this sort of thing to protect people that we want to defend and protect our Constitution. Again, our website, by the way, for you to contribute directly to the United States Justice Foundation, go to usjf.net, and you'll find out how to donate online or where to mail a contribution. Or you can go to my website, Michael Connolly, C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y, jigsy.com, and you can find the Texas address where you can mail a, a check here to the U.S. Justice Foundation, and I'll see you get processed. You just make it out to USJF. And that way it'll come directly through me, and I'll send it to be processed. And you can help our veterans that way. You can help everybody that way, because we're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to fight as long as we're capable of doing so. Now, the left would love to shut us down. They'd love for us to run out of money and not be able to continue the fight. That's happened to other organizations out there. But we've proven to be effective. We've been doing this for 37 years. We have a lot of victories under our belt. We have a lot of people we've worked with who like what we're doing. So please get on board and support us. Again, my email address is michael at usjfmail.net. Email me if you have questions, or you can email me through the usjf.net website. You can give me a call. You can find out how to call me. I'll be glad to talk to you as soon as I can. 
but particularly if you're a veteran or if you're an attorney who's willing to donate some time to help veterans, or if you want to donate to us to help us defend the veterans, go to usjf.net or contact me at michael at usjfmail.net. Thank you for having me in your homes or offices this uh, day, and uh, let's keep up the good fight. God bless. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.